Hello, and welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Thank you for listening on this President's Day, Monday, February 15th, 2021. Topics on this episode include the effect of news headlines on rates and part one of my interview with MCT's Kristen McCarthy. Well, there are always juicy headlines out there, like this weekend's Senate acquittal and the second impeachment trial of former President Trump, or LeBron James breaking the record for most turnovers in NBA history. Those headlines don't always have an impact on mortgage rates. For an in-depth look at how news impacts rates, MCT wrote a piece detailing just that at the tail end of last year. Hint, investors are much more concerned over further stimulus and U.S. growth estimates than the fate of an ex-president or ex-cavalier. Coincidentally enough, MCT, the industry's leading provider of fully integrated capital markets, services, and technology, sent Kristen McCarthy, who heads up MCT's business intelligence group, to speak to me on today's Daily Mortgage News podcast. Before I bring her on, I wanted to talk about the company's recently released Business Intelligence, a powerful web-based analytics platform designed to give clients more visibility on their data points to inform their business and empower them to make decisions and track their performance. The platform aggregates proprietary mortgage pipeline and loan sale data to provide strategic insights to MCT clients in the form of customizable reports, illustrative charts, and actionable insights. You could optimize your investor relationships today through MCT's business intelligence. Today we have a very special guest. Please welcome Kristen McCarthy. She's involved with client engagement at MCT and heads up the business intelligence platform. Let's get right into it. How did the business intelligence platform come about? It was a while back that MCT started uh, with the iMarket report, which would really give clients a monthly report card on the production they had committed that month, who their uh, who their volume was going to. It gave them a breakdown, and would, they would receive color. Um, from there, it really became, I believe, a, a vision of Bill Peterson's to put out this quarterly reporting where they could see their data in comparison to their MCT peers. Um, we feel, uh, especially over the years, our peer group has grown quite a bit. Um, we have over 250 hedge clients. And so the amount of data they're able to compare their data to is quite significant. Um, and last year, between Bill Peterson, myself, and Drew Peterson, who is the senior analyst and developer on the platform, we just took that peer benchmark report and started to make it interactive. And from there, uh, it grew into to mul- multiple different uh, areas. And how are you noticing clients are currently using the business intelligence platform? So it really was, um, you know, one of the things about the pandemic last year was it actually helped us to create different uh, avenues within our business intelligence platform. We have three different projects currently in the platform, one of them being capital markets. So we were able to create dashboards within the platform to analyze data, whether we were looking at uh, how the agency data was trending in comparison to the aggregators. Um, as well as the TVA pricing and the investor pricing and when there was basis risk that took place. Um, so I know clients have really enjoyed using it for that. 
Um, we track uh, best effort to mandatory spreads. And so that can be really helpful at times. Um, you know, we've seen uh, through last year where spreads were really significant and, and they've started to come back down. So it's really easy if clients start to see a change in their pricing to be able to dive into the platform and look specifically for these types of things and be able to identify what, what might be causing those differences. Um, we also have, we're tracking origination data and the client's sold data. And so within the platform where they can filter down, uh, whether it's by purpose, the loan program type, you can filter out to the different FICO buckets, the LTV ranges, uh, geographically we offer filters. And so they can really dial in and get very specific on the type of details that they want to see uh, when they're looking at pricing and the different types of products that they're originating, that the peer group that is originating, and that investors are, are buying. That sounds like a very valuable product for your clients. Uh, tomorrow, I think we're actually going to be diving into some of these projects in more depth. Uh, but for now, thank you very much for coming on the Chrisman Commentary Podcast. Thank you, Robbie. MCT shared a couple quotes from clients with me on the business intelligence platform. The chairman and president of Victorian Finance said MCT's business intelligence is truly amazing. We now have the clarity of metrics we were not looking at before. before. Victorian was instrumental in um, helping us to get the platform up and running. They beta tested for us and they've given great feedback and have had great experience using the platform so far. For part two of our interview, tune in Wednesday. There are a whole heap of trainings and webinars to close out February and kick off March. I counted no fewer than 19 different ones listed in the text version of today's commentary. For the links, go to robchrisman.com. Investors in fixed income securities don't like inflation because it pushes their returns down. If you're earning 2% year after year and inflation is 2.5%, well, you can do the math. Inflation is once again, as it has been for the last several decades, a market focus as analysts look ahead to a reopening economy and pent-up consumer demand driving prices higher. Those concerns may be a little premature, however, as recent inflation data show little price acceleration, with consumer prices rising 0.3% in January. Excluding food and energy, prices were unchanged from December and up just 1.4% from a year ago. Many expect that an additional $1 trillion in fiscal stimulus, if passed, would quickly ramp up consumer spending as we approach the midpoint of the year due to consumers dipping into accumulated savings in combination with the fiscal support and increasing employment. Assumptions are that consumers will have both the means as well as the eagerness to re-engage in the services and activities that have been on hold for more than a year. Despite these trepidations around inflation, the Fed has repeatedly stated that it will allow inflation to run above its preferred 2% level until the labor market sufficiently recovers and therefore expectations for accommodative monetary policy remain. Looking at rates Friday, U.S. Treasuries finished last week in curve-steepening fashion, with longer durations pulling back several basis points including the 30-year Treasury bond hitting 2% for the first time in nearly a year. All durations of Treasuries saw yields rise over the course of the week. 
Friday's two Fed trade operations saw the desk purchase the $5.3 billion maximum with a 37.5% hit rate as $14.1 billion was tendered. For the week, the desk purchased $32.5 billion. 65.7% was in Class A, 9.8% was in Class B, and 24.5% was in Class C. Economic data on the day, Friday showed the preliminary February reading of the University of Michigan Index of Consumer Sentiment fell from the final reading in January. The drop was owed to lower expectations among households with income below $75,000. Anyone sending out a rate sheet on a holiday will err on the conservative side, since locks can't be hedged. With bond and equity markets closed today for President's Day, this holiday-shortened week includes some higher-tiered economic releases when markets open tomorrow, including retail sales, industrial production, and capacity utilization as well as new and existing home sales. Fed appearances are on the light side, but Wednesday does include the minutes from the January 26-27th FOMC meeting with regards to MBS, and in addition to tomorrow's Class C and Friday's Class D 48 hours, the desk will purchase up to $32.4 billion of various securities, keeping the demand side of the fixed income equation strong. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. How it starts. Part 1 of 5. One year, I decided to buy my mother-in-law a cemetery plot as a Christmas gift. The next year, I didn't buy her a gift. When she asked me why, I replied, well, you still haven't used the gift I bought you last year. And that's how the fight started. I'd like to thank this week's podcast sponsor, MCT. MCT offers an array of best-in-class services and software covering mortgage pipeline hedging, best execution loan sales, outsourced lock desk solutions, MSR portfolio valuations, business intelligence analytics, mark-to-market services, and an award-winning comprehensive capital markets software platform called MCT Live. MCT supports independent mortgage bankers, depositories, credit unions, warehouse lenders, and correspondent investors of all sizes. MCT is well known for its team of capital markets experts and senior traders who continue to provide the boutique-style hands-on engagement clients love. For more information, visit mcttrading.com. Thank you for spending a few minutes of your time with us. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.